Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, a one-shot, actual-play, role-playing game podcast. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and All-Around Host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. All intellectual properties, including game materials, setting material, music, and whatever else, are used without permission. None of them are ours. We're just using them to enhance our gameplay. But an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S-T-E-R. Also, please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. If you want to run your own games and need a few ideas, check out our social media Roll D4 Adventure prompts. And if you pledge a dollar a month at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress, you get four full adventure seeds on every Roll D4 adventure. The year was 2008. We were renters in a duplex, we dropped out of university, and we played 4th edition D&D every week. One night, I had my regular Friday D&D group sit around the table and close their eyes. The Firefly theme song began to play from my laptop. Everybody shrieked and opened their eyes. I had set up the Serenity RPG Game Master screen, and I placed a lovingly created, horrifically miscolored, freighter ship made of Lego on the table. I held up the Serenity RPG book, handed out characters that I had secretly made for each of them, and we played one of our first games ever that wasn't D&D. I immediately fell in love with the Cortex system. Serenity was run on what is now called the Cortex Classic system, where you had attributes and skills all rated by die sizes, starting at D2 and going infinitely up. Yes, you could get a D12 plus D4 skill rating if you were really good, or a D12 plus D12, and so on. Uh, There were assets or complications, which were traits that could be positive or negative and minor or major. If they were applicable to the roll, you rolled all the dice from whatever sources and added them all together, comparing the result to a static target number. The system also had plot points, and though I was familiar with willpower from World of Darkness and force points from the D20 Star Wars RPG, plot points were my first introduction to narrative currency, on the player side or the GM side of the screen. When the Serenity role-playing game was released in 2005, Margaret Weiss Productions was only able to license content from the Serenity movie, nothing from the TV series. Cortex Classic was then iterated on in the Battlestar Galactica and Supernatural role-playing games, both of which I purchased, though it's been 14 years since then and I still haven't played the Battlestar Galactica one. I've run multiple campaigns in Supernatural, though. In 2009, they released the Cortex role-playing game system, a standalone generic rulebook that I sold at a game store that I owned in 2009 and 2010. I remember someone buying the book and then coming back into the store to tell me all about the amazing Gundam Mecha game that he was writing. I hope he's continued to follow the development of Cortex, because he and I definitely shared a love of designing in this system. 
Around this time is when Cam Banks came in, and he streamlined the rules to a roll-and-keep system that was more concise and more consistent. That iteration spawned the Smallville, Leverage, and Marvel game. I bought PDFs of Smallville and Leverage, but Jen and I were buying our first house, getting married, and having our first kid in 2012, so we never ended up playing any Cortex+. Plus. I actually completely missed that a Marvel game had even come out, only finding out much later when it was already out of print. Also, there was this little game called D&D Next that we were very interested in. Whatever. In 2014, we come to the last Cortex Plus game, Firefly. This time the full license was here, and lead designer Monica Valentinelli could use everything from the verse. Avengers Age of Ultron hadn't come out yet, and the fan bases had no idea what kind of person Joss Whedon was behind the scenes. We all still worshipped him. I saw the Firefly book come out, but again, it wasn't the right time for us. You see, we were just having our second kid, and starting careers, and moving to a different province. We didn't know many people in our new city, and we hadn't figured out gaming online yet. Cortex marched ever onward, and in 2016, Cam Banks took it over completely. He ran a Kickstarter for a new edition, and two years later, the whole thing was acquired by fandom. Which is where we are now with Cortex Prime, Tales of Zadia, and Legends of Greyskull. We've played Tales of Zadia on the podcast, and I put together a Cortex Prime review game set in the Stormlight Archive world by Brandon Sanderson this year. If you missed those episodes, go check them out. But we're not playing Prime today. We're playing Cortex Plus, the middle system that I had never explored. It shares a lot with Cortex Prime, though a few ideas that crystallized in the third edition are just taking their first steps here. The main example being how assets and complications evolved from feat-like abilities in Cortex Classic into aspect-like descriptors, similar to fate. You still roll attributes and skills, and absolutely everything is now rated in die sizes, unlike Serenity, which had minor and major traits, but just like Battlestar Galactica and Supernatural. However, distinctions are like specializations and traits, optional and only added in when they're applicable, as opposed to Cortex Prime, where they're the third necessary pillar of every die roll. Distinctions, if you're unfamiliar with the term, are short phrases that describe your character, like values in Star Trek Adventures or your high concept in Fate. In Cortex Plus, you add whatever makes sense to build your dice pool. Specialties, signature assets, generic assets, and complications in your favor. And, as this is a roll and keep system, you choose the two highest dice and add those together as your total. The GM rolls difficulty dice and tells you the total you have to beat, just like in Cortex Prime. And not like in Cortex Classic, which used static target numbers. Firefly also has the big damn hero die mechanic which you can see in Cortex Prime as just the plain old hero die mod. If you beat the stakes by five or more, you're awarded with a big damn hero die, which can be added after the fact to one of your pools later. If your dice pool spits out a one, that's called a jinx. In Cortex Prime, that's called a hitch. The GM can offer you a plot point to create a complication. And if the GM rolls a one, that's an opportunity, just like in Prime. Honestly, the biggest difference between Firefly in Cortex Plus and the newer Cortex Prime 
is the lack of an effect die. Instead of choosing a third die that wasn't used in your total like you do in Cortex Prime, the complication die size is the highest rolling die in your pool or in your opponent's pool. It adds a weird randomness to the system where you could have a pool full of d12s but only get a d6 worth of effect if you roll poorly on them but got a 6 on that one. But then again, effect doesn't come up that often. It's used for determining the die size of big damn hero dice and in determining some complications, but for the most part, a success is a success and a successful attack takes out a mook. The effect die just isn't really as necessary with how fast uh, Firefly expects you to take the game. You could very easily take the Cortex Prime rulebook and design the Firefly RPG using its mods. The only core assumptions that would change would be effect dice and the weight of distinctions. But how about the book itself? If you ever have a chance to pick up one of these hardcovers, you should take the opportunity. Valentinelli and her writing team did an incredible job. It is beautiful. It is full of character. It has tons of usable ideas and people and details. And every episode of Firefly gets what basically amounts to a love letter of content. And then some adventure hooks to follow up on the themes or characters or story from that episode. Each episode is also used to gradually introduce game mechanics using examples pulled directly from the show. It's a masterpiece. It's also hard to parse if you just want to learn a game rather than have an experience. Referencing rules afterward is very hard because the edge cases might be in the GM section, which isn't organized very intuitively, or they might be mentioned in one line of an example. But was that example in episode 8, Out of Gas, or episode 13, Heart of Gold? I remembered that interrogations were in Bushwhacked, but social combat was in Out of Gas? Or it might have been that what I was looking for was something to do with combat, which might be in Heart of Gold? where they're fighting against the yellow-eyed demon. I mean, well, Burgess, not... You know what I mean. Learning this game might have been challenging for me because it was quite a bit like Cortex Prime, but not exactly. I had to keep digging into the book to find the nuanced differences because I wanted to play Firefly as written, not Cortex Prime in the Firefly setting. Between the two printed editions of this game, Serenity and Firefly, it's hard to say which one I prefer. I think it depends on the game I wanted to run or play, and the players that I would be playing with. If it was a fast-paced action game, I'd probably go with Cortex Classic, with the Serenity book that came out in 2005. Everything in that one is straightforward and outlined, and the book is designed to teach you about the game and the setting if you're relatively new. If I wanted to tell a character-driven story about creativity and growth with players who are heavily familiar with the verse, I'd go with the Cortex Plus Firefly version. It's a game book and system that is customized for the fans. 
And that's not to say Cortex Classic wasn't written for the fans. Like, the voice in the book is strongly evoking the series. It's just that it's more accessible for somebody who is new to the system or to the world at the same time. As for going back to Cortex Plus, the addition of distinctions really pushes that narrative focus in a way that plot points alone couldn't accomplish in Cortex Classic. So if you want to get into the motivations and the background and the growth of your character, Cortex Plus does it better. I am very happy that I finally got to play the Cortex Plus version of Firefly. It was a long time coming. But I have blathered on long enough. Time to get to the game. Our players today included Jen Moyer, playing Lulu Masterson, a newly ordained shepherd, Tyler Churlin, playing Elijah Jacobson, a battle-worn bounty hunter, Katie Churlin, playing Daisy Dalton, a minor league hustler, Alex Model playing Dolly Moore, an asteroid miner. Sierra Wilson, playing Yvonne Wright, an academy dropout. And Corey Hicks, playing James L.W., a retired outlaw. Take my love and take my land. Take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. There's no place I can be since I found serenity. But you can't take the sky from me. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for that. So good. We've been working on that since we we shouldn't actually advertise how long we were working on that. Well, Wasn't we, that good? we learned it like <laughs> 10 minutes the, ago. Well, we learned it way back when the game first was announced and then we had to practice again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome and super nice of you. And now it's going in the outtakes of the episode. Or just opening Ooh. the episode. Or just opening the episode. Yeah, that's true. Open the episode with that and then we'll cut... You know, all this middle bit where I'm explaining rules and stuff. I'll go from that right into the... That's a good point. Yeah, let's do that. Not the outtakes. So, welcome to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures with Firefly. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Roll20! Woo! <laughs> love Roll20, once again sponsoring us because they always sponsor us and we love it. Uh, um, our characters today are on the El Dorado a floating world-class luxury liner traveling from Persephone to Albion. It's got a casino, an amphitheater, and several companion suites, along with many other amenities. The Eldorado has five decks and a crew complement of around 80. The first and second decks are for cargo systems and crew. Deck three holds the stage, promenade, casino, and some cabins. Deck four has the companion suites, more cabins, 
and the VIP areas. The uppermost deck has the officer's cabins, lifeboats, bridge, and the infirmary. You boarded the ship early this morning and will arrive on Albion late tomorrow evening. So you are spending two days on this lumbering, giant, beautiful hotel in space. So, I will move everybody on roll 20 over to, let's say, the first deck. And... Skip to a more lively song. So that's the look of the ship. It is huge. It's got four massive engines that propel it through space. Um, like I said, all of those decks. Each one of these squares is uh, 10 feet, so it is, it is large. Um, and if you look at the top uh, and find number three right there, that is the... Uh, the, the guest gangway. So when you were boarding on Persephone, that would have been down. You walked up that to a very lovely um, sort of main reception area where the head steward and the captain greeted you. Um, you could take lifts or uh, stairs upward. Um, the second level brought you to um, an additional reception area that had like, you know, some food... Excuse me. Um, and a bunch of people sort of like guiding you to your rooms and whatnot. And then if we switch you over to this one. Deck three, you can see it has a number of uh, cabins here. The saloon is over here. Restaurant right there. You can head through to the amphitheater. Um... And then on the fourth deck, uh, a whole bunch more cabins and the VIP cabins set towards the back. So, does anybody want to go first, introduce their character, and say how you've spent your first day on the El Dorado? I'll go, if that's okay with everybody. Yeah. Okay. So my character is Daisy Dalton, and she's a minor league hustler. And she has forged her own ticket to get onto the ship. Really good at forgery. Um, and I am gambling and trying to win all the rich people's money. Nice. So we'll put you in the, uh, in the tavern casino area. Yeah, I guess I can go next. So I'll be Elijah Jacobson. He's a battle-worn bounty hunter, and he's probably with the, uh, the saloon. I'm going to drink, taking a reason. All right. Battle-worn bounty hunter in the saloon. All right, I'll go next. Um, So... I am a retired outlaw, um, so I'm here on vacation with some of my probably less than noble earnings over the years. I'd be playing billiards in the saloon for sure, um, 
taking shots and and having brewskis in between my pool shots um i'm older um white hair a long duster um maroon shirt sort of like you know leatherish workman pants and boots and you know rough Not hands no nah, man no 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 okay and actually um katie and tyler did you want to describe what your characters look like i guess so uh <laughs> <laughs> so my bad daisy's got um her hair in uh braids i did my hair to match just nice. on purpose yeah um, she's got like a cowboy hat on uh, and she's probably wearing her leathers um, with like a low cut blouse because she wants to like attract attention of potential marks. But she also keeps her hat kind of down low because she wants to like not be super noticed. They don't not a memorable face, you know, like she's smiling, but you can't really see her eyes. Okay. And then Elijah is kind of your uh, typical western bounty hunter guy he's got a, a brown coat that kind of looks like might have been a brown coat from the war but you're not too sure it's kind of like in that shady area and yeah it's kind of just a kind of a worn guy and probably is not allowed to have uh weapons on the ship but if he did he'd have a dual holster yeah weapons are uh secured in um like the security area up on uh, the higher deck. Um, it's on deck five, I think. Yeah, main security office right here, number 18. Uh, so you would have checked your weapons uh, with security. That's not to say that some of your luggage might have uh, secreted weapons. Uh, you can, of course, do that with assets, but um, nobody has openly carried weapons. This is a highfalutin, fancy sort of place. Mm-hmm. All right, who's up next? Up next. Okay, so I am playing Lulu. She is a new shepherd. So um, she's on this ship because she is leaving her abbey on Persephone. And this, um, I'm going to say this uh, hotel, space hotel has a deal with the Abbey there that they help the shepherds if they want to leave Persephone to go into the universe um, because, you know, they think it looks good and, you know, they have some piety. So, yeah. So, um, Lulu's going to be on the promenade. And she is... She's hard to age. She's hard to place her age. She doesn't look young, but she doesn't look old. She has kind of um, like a tan mid-toned skin. Um, And then she has almost white blonde hair. Um, And she's in very modest clothing. um, A little bit of like a higher like cowl on her neck. And she is looking out of the window uh, doing her daily kind of meditative prayer. Looking out into space and then thinking about that. Okay, um, I'll just jump in and say the promenade is is very nice. Uh, it it's sort of like curved 
um, along the the restaurant. Uh, it has open windows out to space, a whole bunch of like big comfy couches. And currently in sort of this early evening, there is a live string quartet. Oh yeah, Lulu loves that. So she's listening to the music, looking out of space, contemplating the universe. The verse? The verse and thinking about where she's going to find her flock um, and will she be guided to the right place uh, where she is needed. Okay. We can go next. Um, I'm Alex and I am going to be playing Dolores Dolly Moore. Um, she's a miner, asteroid miner, um, heading back into the core to uh, help out a friend who's called on her. Uh, but very begrudgingly, <laughs> she's heading back <laughs> in. Um, and the first question that she has is, is there drinking allowed in the promenade? There is. Perfect. So she's probably set herself up on a couch somewhere with a bottle of whiskey and is just keeping herself like just just enough to keep the edge off with a bottle of whiskey so there would definitely be like somebody who was like oh we can't give you a bottle and then you can just sort of take it and they'll go well have a good time perfect that is exactly what I would do too that is a huge edge (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of edges. <laughs> She's very edgy. All right, Sierra? Uh, hello, I'm Sierra. I am playing Yvonne Wright. She is an academy dropout who uh, who took a job on the first ship that would get her out of Ariel right away. <laughs> She's not... They, they haven't really clarified what her job is yet, but she's assuming it has something to do with, with computers, because that's what she's good at. Okay, so... Oh, forgot to describe Dolly. Dolly is oh, like an average height, blonde hair, uh, kind of pulled back in a messy ponytail, um, wearing overalls, dark green eyes, and she just has a general look of bitch face all the time. Yvonne is very stylish, if a little bit harried looking. Um, she's She's got a, a dark brown fashionable bob and dark brown eyes. Just like a, a lovely tan skin. And she just looks very out of her element out here in space. Okay, and you said you were computer specialized? Yeah. Okay, so then let's say... Let's have you working on some uh, system troubles that have popped up. Mm, We'll just put you on the same deck since everybody's here. uh, In the entertainment office. Perfect. Can't have those entertainment glitches. That's good Mm -hmm. you're yeah, there's a there's a play tonight, and uh, you know they need to make sure that all of the systems are working correctly. The show must go on. What was that, Jen? In the plays, the way to catch the conscience of the gang. Ah, yes, of course. 
Um, so I'm going to cut to the uh, the saloon, the gambling area, where um, let's go with Daisy. At your table, uh, you have uh, a slick sort of core worlds looking business guy. Uh, red hair, thick beard, nice suit. And uh, he's playing pretty hard, but he's losing a whole bunch to... Oh, there we go. Uh, an, a, a probably also a core world's uh, woman who's wearing sort of like a... Um, sort of like a doctor's outfit. Not like actually a doctor's outfit, but... Uh, like this picture has her in basically medical stuff, but um, Asian, uh, you know, maybe early 40s, and uh, she's in conversation brought up that she's a uh, um, uh, like a paramedic uh, heading back to Albion. So let's have our first roll, and um, we're going to we're going to do some gambling because you are playing cards. You're card sharking them, um, so I'm going to roll for them, which is going to be a, a challenging difficulty, which is a D eight, and then you're playing against both of them. So I'm going to get their trait dice, which are a d6 and a d8 as well. So I set the stakes by rolling these three dice. Ooh, and I rolled pretty well. Uh, I got a 13. So I got a 7 and a 6, and then my third die had a 3. So I've set the stakes at a 13, and now you get to try and raise the stakes and see if you succeed. Okay, so I'm going to roll for attributes that are social. And then would you just go back to the trick? You're kind of muffled. Any... Are you oh, coming through the right uh, microphone? How about now? Is that okay? It sounds a little bit better, yeah. We'll check. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right, Mike. Maybe I was mumbling. I yeah. don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... Can I use trick as my skill for this? Yeah, for sure. Cool. And I also have an um my featured asset, which is my trick deck of cards. Oh, you have trick fast talk. Is that not a Well, you? that's a specialty though. Okay. Um, so I have a my own trick deck, and the it changes suits when flashed by a magnetic wristband, and the cards are of different weights to pick. I don't know why it's cutting out on me. <laughs> the cards yeah. are, are the cards are of different weights was the last thing we heard. Yes. And then also the cards can be crumpled up and turned into smoke bombs for a quick getaway. Cool. So I will roll those three dice then and we'll see how we do. Do you have a okay, so a con um, artist as a Oh yeah, uh, I have con artist. Yeah, so you could roll that as a D four and get a plus, I guess. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, okay. I'll roll okay. that D4. So you're rolling trick? So I'm rolling then... social, trick, my trick deck of cards, and then con artist. Love it. And so, yeah, it's definitely more of like a, a you're engaging with them and you're and you're bluffing and you're convincing them to do things. I only got a 10. Oh, okay. So I've added your second plot point. You needed to get a 13. So you can it's not a high stakes game right now. You're just kind of losing and and these two people are are winning your money, but you're not taken out or anything. Or you can spend a plot point, add another die. If you have a 4, then that gets you to the success, right? You got a 10. I only I rolled twos on my other two dies, so it wouldn't work anyways. All right. So unfortunately, uh, uh, Daisy is not having a good time at the cards right now. Anybody else uh, have something that they want to do? Uh, get a roll going. In, in the saloon or anywhere? Anywhere. That was just like that was something I was like, ooh, let's do let's do gambling rules. And so I wanted to jump to it. Would there be uh any bar fighting on this uh <laughs> I don't know. I mean that seems unlikely. Mostly everybody here is uh they're kinda like good upstanding folk, not the rougher sort that you might find on the border or the rim. I mean you can try to start one. Yep. I could uh, do some rolling for my pool, see how I'm shooting. All right. Um, so you are playing against a grizzled old uh, man with white hair and a shepherd's collar. And he's very much like... Uh, he's a... Uh, coarse speaking and real salt of the earth type shepherd he's drinking just as much as you oh we are getting along just famously it just looks like old wolverine is playing pool with older wolverine (laughs) one turn to fate and one turn to the earth and dirt and did you, are you okay? What was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was mumbling to myself about their conversations. Ah, gotcha. My bad. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you want to see how well you're doing at pool. Let's see how well this guy is doing at pool. Um, I'm going to say that... Let's see. He's got a trait die of Shepherd D6. And his... Um, I mean, it's just probably going to be another D6. Just playing pool. So I set the stakes and once again roll really high for an 11. Okay. So I figure I should probably use my physical. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And 
probably like focus, make sure I'm focusing on the ball. Yeah. Focus? <laughs> Let's see. Are there any better skills for that? I don't know, man. <laughs> um oh, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say how's your shoot? Cool. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> my shoot's alright. I can use my shoot. I think focus works. Damn it. I screwed myself. It's not, that. It's not shoot. <laughs> <laughs> what about like operate? What's that? That's very operate. vague. Operate is pretty vague. It is like I think it's like piloting a ship and stuff. Yeah, there's medical or mechanical. <laughs> There isn't really an index in this book. Oh, no. It's fine. Let's not worry about it. Let's just assume it's, like, mechanical and medical. Yeah, sounds good. Um, what about labor instead of focus? Labor. I feel like labor is, like, hard lifting, like, heavy stuff. Right. But it's also, like... Okay, cool. We'll go with focus. Let's just do it. Let's roll. Let's try focus. Do you have a distinction you'd like to add? No. No, I don't have anything. That would make sense here. Um, no distinctions at all that would add to pool shooting? Friends in low places, lifetime of misdeeds, and semi-retired. Like, so you could say semi-retired. I spend a lot of time uh, shooting pool these days. Okay. Or you could say friends in low places, and you could take it as a D4 instead, and say that you keep uh, getting the rules wrong because you play, like, back alley pool. So it's a negative in this Yes, case, please. But and then I get a PP. Yes, you get the PP. It's never going to get old. We're <laughs> also very mature. And then I take the two highest? That's correct. So I got 10. No, sorry, 11. Okay, I also got an 11, so you do not raise the stakes and uh, he would beat you. You could spend a plot point to add another die in, but I mean, it's not really a... Okay. And so he says... Nice shooting, Jim! Or wait, Nat, your name's Nat, I'm Jim. <laughs> he says, um, oh yes, uh, Shepard Cartwright, but of course, call me Nat. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. We all... Lose every once in a while. Um, as penance, you can buy the next round. Oh, and you're going to rack up because we are not done here, sir. <laughs> Fast friends. Anybody else want to set up a little bit more? I think I would like to try and fix this uh, this technical issue. That they're having. Okay, yeah. So Hold my own weight. That sounds good. Okay, so the technical issue itself is easy. It doesn't seem that 
difficult. It is a D6. However, the systems aren't um, really that up to date. We've got, uh, you know, um, let's call them maintenance issues at a D8. And that's just a trait that's applied to the whole ship. Okay. And so that is there. And then um, we also have another D6 for something that's secret, which you might be able to discover. So I set the stakes. And I get 2, 4, 8. So the stakes are 12. Okay. So I'm going to use my mental. And um, I'm going to use my my study skill, which is part of focus, to study the workings of this computer. I also have, very conveniently, a Cortex tablet with unlimited access to the Cortex. So I'm, I'm just nice. going to Google this system. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do when you're doing tech support, right? You just, oh, yeah. hold on just one moment, and then you Google the answer. Yep, and uh, my distinction of everything's shiny. <laughs> Aww. So that is um, a D10, a D12, and two D8. Dang. I'm very smart. Real good. Perfect. Okay, so with a 20 against my 12, you get an extraordinary success and a big damn hero die, which is at a D8, because I rolled an 8 on the D8. Perfect. So, um, I don't know how you want to mark that down on your character sheet. I think there's a space on the uh, interactive one where you'd be like, bam. Yep. Cool. So you now have a D8 big damn hero die. Uh, you fix it up, and the um, uh, the head steward uh, for the ship is sort of like hovering over you. She's very nervous about the fact that the play might not go on. Her name is Belinda Quinn. And so um, she's got a very sharp outfit, uh, dark hair, dark skin, um, a headscarf, very nice purple. Um, and just kind of this nervous air about it. But as you're sort of like confidently putting it together, she's very profusely thanking you. One thing that catches your eye, though, is that whatever this issue was, it's definitely um, in the main system, not just in the entertainment. And it looks like it was planted. I will, uh, I'll let her know. Something seems weird about this issue. I don't, I don't know if it's isolated. Okay, so yeah, you've discovered a uh, trait called Sabotage, D6. And so if you explain it to her, uh, she, like, you see the technical bits kind of go over her head. 
And she says, um, is this something that I should report to the captain? Is this something that you can fix? Someone did this? Uh, I, th I think yes, probably, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... It's, it's my first day. <laughs> uh, you get on this. I'll, I'll go up to the bridge and inform Captain Stewart. Okay, sounds good. And for reference for everybody else, Captain Stewart is... Uh, hmm. Oh, actually, you know what? He is very indicative of this entire ship. So if you are from the border worlds... This ship is kind of uh, non-authentic. Like, it's a little over the top. Like, they're trying to cater to the border folk, and they don't quite get it. I was wondering about that when you said, like, the systems all have D8s and problems because they're so old. So it's like, they spend all their money on, like, the cosmetic look of the place and not on actually fixing anything. On the suite of companions. And so when you were greeted by Captain Percy Stewart, he had a big southern drawl, a uh, big hat, uh, the little lacy uh, neck. I can't remember the name of thing. Ascot? Bolo. Thank you. And uh, it's a very welcome aboard the El Dorado, folks. Your, your stay's going to be the best thing you've had on this here trip. And it's just kind of slick car salesman-y the entire way. Um, and yeah, it's it's very much like glitz and glamour and underneath a layer of paint ugh, cut corners. I would have snorted at him so hard on the <laughs> way by. Like... I really wanted his first name to be Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is a different Captain P. Stewart. Um, okay, so uh, the uh, head steward is going to go up and report this, and you can continue to sort of look at this and try and sort of get rid of the uh, the trait itself. But we'll move on to somebody else, because that'll take you a little bit of time. So, um, anybody else have an idea of things they want to be doing? Yeah. So uh, Lulu will kind of finish off her contemplation, and then turn around in her chair and kind of look to see who is just kind of hanging about. And she'll see Dolly uh, sitting there with this do not disturb me face and a whole bottle of whiskey. And uh, she'll think that's someone who might need some talking. Some religiosity? Oh no, just a friendly check-in. So um, Lulu will come up and say, uh, well, hey, uh, is this seat taken? Uh, Dolly looks up at you. Her expression really doesn't change much. But she's like, I'm not the Garam leader of the universe. Nods down to the seat. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, it's a fine evening this evening. <laughs> it's really hard to tell what time it is in space. Uh... How's your trip going so far? 
She kind of looks down at the bottle of whiskey and looks back at her and I really don't want to be here. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. This is actually my first trip ever out of the Abbey, so um, it's pretty splendiferic. I don't think I've ever seen someplace so fancy. Um, is there any way I could help you with not wanting to be here? Is there something bothering you, perhaps? Yeah, I bet that's almighty exciting for you. But, no, I really don't think there's much you can do for me. She kind of stares out into the space, stars, and kind of blank look passes over her face. Okay. Um... Lulu will just kind of sit there with you in silence, looking out the window, going, Okay, what would they what would be the next step in the Abbey? Okay, be patient. Have grace. They'll come to you when they're ready. You sit there for a few minutes in silence, and then she takes a like large swig out of the bottle, puts the lid back on, sets it down beside her, and turns to you. Do you know how goddamn annoying it is when you're trying to just live your life? Someone just pulls out a flavor out of their ass. You know, ask me to fly all the way back into the core from the rim. I'm just... I really don't want to be here, Shepard. I I can't say I know what that's like, but I can imagine it's very annoying. This must be someone very um, dear to you, or someone you respect very much to do this for them. Kind of scoff, like, <laughs> yeah, you could, you could say that. Old war buddy of mine. We we had each other's backs, and you know, someone comes along and saves your life once, and what do you do? You gotta, you know, lay down your life for them whenever they ask. After that, right? Well, I don't know about that. I don't think that. Um necessarily we owe anyone anything in this life that we don't wish to give but I think it's very noble of you that you're willing to go so far out of your comfort zone to help them Um, but certainly that is fair that you don't want to be here you know Shepard that is a mighty mighty fine piece of advice I'm going to tell him that when I see it this is the last time never again yeah, I think that's very fair. Where do you hail from, if you're not from the the core? Ah, uh, just been uh, bouncing around some asteroids out in the rim, getting some, getting some mining on. Getting some what? Mining. Been working for the Blue Sun Corporation. Oh, well, that's a very um. Very fancy style of life going from place to place. You must see a lot. I'm very excited to see more myself. Mostly just a bunch of different kinds of rocks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there there are some exciting moments, that's for sure. Well, if it's all right with you, I'd love to sit and have a drink. I might order um, something other than whiskey if that's all right. But um, I'd love to hear... Uh, just to keep company, and if you want to talk more about rocks or whatever, I love... Like I said, I'm just here to... I'm excited. 
gets a little blushy. You look at Shepard. Well, you seem fine company, so yeah. Feel free to stay as long as you wish. Cool. Are there like people walking around? I can like flag down, order um, a sarsaparilla. <laughs> yep, for sure. We'll just chill for a bit. And inside Lulu's inner monologue is, I I made a connection with someone. Here. <laughs> All right. And so we haven't heard directly from Elijah at the bar. What's he up to? Yeah, I guess could I, he'd be getting up to some uh, drinking games with other, uh, I guess, outer planet folks. Let's see who's here. Yeah, let's have uh, at the bar um, this passenger. Gus Dalton, um, short hair, dark skin, light eyes, a little bit of a wise cracking smile on his face. Uh, he seems to be having like a really good time. And he says, uh, oh, this is my, my first time on a pretty boat as big as this. How about you? Oh, I've been around, uh, pretty much everywhere there. Not my no. first. No kidding, no kidding. Yeah, this isn't really anything too special once you've been well, once you've been on a lot of ships like this. Are you sure? Have you seen the deck above this? There's like a three-layer chandelier? Ah, there's chandeliers everywhere out in the earth. That one's anything <laughs> special. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's just like an excitable young guy. I want to order some drinks there then. That's what I'm here to do. Do you want to like drink him under the table or do you want to make a good friend? i make a good friend. Yeah, he's oh. looking to get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, he swaps a couple of stories with you. Like he's a... Um, uh, sort of like middle class from Persephone uh, working at uh, like an accounting firm sort of thing and he got a bonus so he figured he'd treat himself to a nice trip and so fancy hotel on the way out to Albion and then a little bit of beach time and then economy back okay cool well uh, Elijah will show him some uh, drinking games from back in the trenches, but he won't say that it's where he, that's where he learned it. <laughs> okay. Alright. Um, then, I would say if we jump back to Yvonne to see her work as it progresses sort of over the next hour. Yeah. Okay, so if you're trying to deal with this um, this weird computer sabotage and get rid of, rid of it, uh, the sabotage is not that um, sophisticated on itself. So uh, D6 for the sabotage, and uh, it's um, apparently had time to sort of like get through all of the systems, so it's a little bit more difficult, and I'm going to put it at challenging. So that's a D8 and a D6. Does it have any other things? Nope. 
Just those two dice. Okay. So, I am going to use my mental again, of course. Oh! Just to let you know, I got a six and a one! <laughs> hey! So, I don't think Perfect. anybody has any complications right now. Um, so, the opportunity is kind of wasted, but uh, you only need to be a six. Perfect. Alright, so I'm going to use my mental. And I am going to focus and study this issue again. And, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I've been entrusted with this very important task. Everything's shiny. So that is D10, D12, and D8. Oh! That didn't go well. Okay! So you do succeed, you get an 8, but there is a 1, which is a complication. So, um, before we jump into that, I did find the page for skills. I'm going to write it down. It's page 148. And so, let's take a look at some of the ones we were looking at. Focus is to concentrate on a subject or steal your will, intimidate or find a new solution. Labor, lift, push, dig, pull, or haul. Operate, use mechanical devices ranging from computers to thermal cutting torches. There we go. So if we need to find out skill things, we, we have the page now. Like how okay. there's trick or treat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I am going to uh, award you a plot point for that complication. You do succeed. You get rid of the sabotage. It is cleared out of the system. However, we're going to create a new um, complication in that you couldn't uh, sort of cover your tracks and... Um, uh, we're going to say bad guys on high alert at a D6. I know you're in there. You know, fair enough. I wasn't trying to be sneaky. I was just trying to fix it. And you succeeded, but you tripped something and whoever planted this just got notified. At which point alarms start going off throughout the ship. So, oh yeah. no. <laughs> like, ones we all hear? Everybody hears them. Grr. So many alarms. Makes me think of how I accidentally made something at work yell at me very loudly and obnoxiously the other day and scared the pants off of myself. Oh no. So um, alarms start blaring throughout the ship in every area where everybody um, is uh, sort of taking their leisure. Uh, red lights start flashing, and then on the floor, these lines start appearing, like lights underneath the floor with little arrows that are pointing you all towards the, uh, the Grand Salon on Deck 3. Oh, it's right no. here, number 16. And uh, a, a calm voice comes over clearly an automated voice saying please move to the grand salon please move to the grand salon the ship is experiencing some difficulties do not be alarmed 
please move to the Grand Salon. Daisy takes advantage of the confusion and tries to swipe a bunch of chips from the poker table. I love oh, it. Can I use my, my smoke bomb trick of deck of cards to cover my escape? I mean, maybe you can use the smoke bomb if you need to escape, but first, let's let's do the stealing. Yeah, if you steal without needing it, then it looks less suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I would say that you're rolling against the people who are there, who are a D6 and a D8, but I'm going to say that it is an easy difficulty because, um, you know, they're a little distracted right now. So I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use my macro. And I get a nine. So would this be like a physical thing or a mental thing? Trying to I think it's physical. You're trying to be like quick. So I'll use a sneak as well. Physical. I have sneak and I also have trick. Probably sneak. I'd say sneak. Uh, I think trick is more of the um, the uh, social aspect. Okay, and then con artist would probably still apply. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hang on, hang on. Under the text on page one forty eight, trick also covers sleight of hand. And I'm going to use trick because my trick is my sneak's only a d six. Nice. Didn't work. You thought the macro would be better. <laughs> I thought it would be better if I did Oof. 20. All right, so we got two, two jinxes. And Yikes. a six. You're going to need that smoke bomb. I'm getting arrested, guys. I don't think I can <laughs> whatever it's supposed to do. Okay, so I am going to give you uh, another plot point to activate the jinx. That puts you to three. You got so many plot points. And so it's going to be a D8. Oh, we lost something. Is it Craig? Craig. It wasn't me this Craig. time. I, just, I was like, I think it was the air again. You're here. Yes. Craig's Giarc's gone, but we here. still have G-Arc. Yay, G-Arc. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got a D8 complication. So as you're sort of standing up, the uh, the guy who you're with, uh, Philip Sutton, in the uh, fancy um, suit, sort of slaps his hand down on uh, on the chips and says, "Well, that isn't very friendly. These are mine. I won these fair and square, and so uh, we're going to create a D8 complication of." Um, antagonistic businessman. Dun, dun, dun. Nothing terribly bad is happening right now. Um, like, you can just let him take the chips because you didn't get them. Or you can escalate this or do whatever you want. But this might pop up later. You've made a, a, a D8 worth of an enemy with Philip Sutton. Don't worry, he's going to die soon. Can I get away with my smoke bomb? <laughs> uh, sure, but it would be very, very suspicious. Uh, very, various people are sort of streaming past you, heading towards the Grand Salon. Uh, 
Okay. I feel like um, it would be bad for Daisy to attract too much attention to herself. Because otherwise I can't hustle everybody else. So I'll just say, oh, are they? Are they? I didn't know that. I am so sorry. I thought those were mine. And he looks at you and says, sure. I'm watching you border folk. And he starts shoveling the money into his, uh, into his uh, pack. Or pocket, I guess. In his suit. <laughs> fanny pack. Yeah, his fanny pack. All right. Um, is anybody else doing anything, or are you all gathering in the salon? Uh, oh, oh, okay. James will um, just instinctually, like, as the alarms start going off and, like, lights start flashing, just sort of try and blend into the shadows um, just out of instinct. And then as he's walking out, he'll... Um, See if he can swipe a bottle of rum for his office or for his uh, room. I mean, sure, yeah, you can grab uh, something off of one of the tables as you're going by. Sweet hooligans. Um, Lulu, as soon as the alarm goes off, jumps up very anxiously. Um, and then as soon as the uh, thing starts talking. Goes, oh, oh my, uh, Dolly. Uh, whoops, wrong accent. Dolly, I think that we should uh, move into the uh, grand hall uh, very quickly. Yeah, That's it long. appears that uh, the ship is imploding, so we should probably. Uh... No, you don't think it's that, do you? Oh, probably. It happens all the time. <laughs> You're back <laughs> my leg, aren't you? Well, you're not going to know for sure. Uh, <laughs> Lulu looks very uncomfortable, but walks with Dolly. She grabs a bottle of whiskey and, like, takes Lulu by the arm, like, hooks her arm into her arm and walks with her into the salon. Noise. Yvonne is like, oh, what did I do? And just goes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And you can see, like, uh, there are a bunch of um, performers who uh, are, like, partially in their costumes, and they're kind of moving past you uh, from the the backstage area through the promenade, and they're also heading to the, um, to the salon. I'm, I'm just going to go with them. <laughs> All right. And uh, are Daisy and Elijah also going? Uh, Elijah's going to, uh, well, I guess his new drinking companion, Gus, will go to probably get up quick, and he'll kind of put his hand on his shoulder, put him back down, and he said, let's finish our drink first. We'll see what's uh, going on here. Well, they they said go. Like, we've got to go right now. The alarms are going. Ah, uh, this kind of thing. I don't know. On this kind of ship, kind of seems like it's held together by rusty bolts or something. No, 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 no. I paid 300 credits for this ticket. Ah, you gotta look past the fancy furnishings there, son. (laughs) And Daisy? 
Daisy's moseying along nice and slow. She's kind of checking to see if there's any, like, poker chips on tables or on the floor or anybody dropped anything valuable on their way out. Yeah, you can swipe a couple of chips as you're going. And um, as you're moving, you do notice that uh, one of the poker players you were playing with, uh, Betty, Betty Potter, the um, medic, She's actually heading up these stairs uh, to deck four. Can I follow her? Sure. Uh, so Elijah and um, and his new friend are finishing off their drinks. Everybody else is sort of gathering in there. Uh, in the Grand Salon, as Daisy sort of goes up the stairs, you see... Um, Potter like step through a door up to the next level up which is kind of like the VIP level it's got the the fancy lounge the companions a couple more bunks and whatnot and you go up and try the door and it is locked darn I left my lockpick kit in my other character (laughs) (laughs) dang it it's in your room can't get it Guess I'll just turn around and go to the salon. <laughs> okay. So as everybody is sort of like eventually in the salon and kind of milling around, this area is very, very nice. It only has the double chandelier. The triple chandelier is above. But um, there are sculptures and art pieces and uh, all of it is is still very nice. Very plush carpets. And uh, coming down the stairs is... <laughs> An older guy, uh, big white beard, balding uh, top head, uh, top of his head, and just a snarly, unhappy look on his face. And he says, "Attention, everybody! I'm first mate Travis Lewis. Everything is under control. We've just had some minor mechanical difficulties. Our mechanics are dealing with some fires in the lower deck. There's nothing to be alarmed with." Uh, if you just hang on here, we'll get you back to your bunks uh, within the hour. Once again, apologies from the craft, uh, the crew of the El Dorado. And people start saying, I need to get to this. How are you? What is this? And he says, I'm not taking questions at this time. He turns around and starts walking back up the stairs. Dolly kind of nudges Lulu, and then we get in there and says, sorry for that. Uh, scaring you back in there my uh my emotions get the better of me sometimes that's mighty fine um no no harm no foul i think i knew you were joking but um no levity in these times is always good try to play it a little more straight these days you know i reckon and so as you're sort of having this conversation, I would say that Yvonne kind of walks behind you and she's obviously somebody who works here. She's got a, um, a, a uniform on if you had any questions you wanted to ask the crew. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me, miss. Yeah? Um, I just wanted to check in here. Um, are we exploding? Uh, to the best of my knowledge... No. Well, uh, there was m- there was maybe some wrong buttons pushed, but that that's fine. 
that's a mighty fine. Now, um, I, I pardon your pardons for being a bit um, nosy, but comes in my line of work. I'm very perceptive. Uh, you seem a little bit stressed. Uh, is there anything I can help you with? Not unless you, uh, you know how to make this terrible sound stop. It, it's uh, my first day. It's, it's, it's been a hard day. Oh my, that is a very hard first day. I'm sure you're doing an excellent job. And no, I can't help get the, uh, the sound off. But I do know a few breathing exercises that helps to calm the soul and clear the mind if you'd like to do those. Those sound very nice, but I feel like I should probably be getting back to work. Um, the, this, it's, it's very important that the planned entertainment for e the for this evening goes on, and so I'll, I will turn to the entertainers, and be like, "Let's get everything sorted," I guess. <laughs> okay, and so while that's happening, if I could get James. To set the stakes. Because something is happening and you are the defender, in quotes. Oh, Sweet. So this is going to be a notice type role. Let's see what you've got for, uh, let's see what we've got for skills. My notice is a four. Ooh, you're very good at that. No. <laughs> um, okay, so it would be mental and notice. Do you have anything else that... Uh, might help you out in that situation. Maybe lifetime of misdeeds. Yeah, to never you're... really let my guard down. I think that makes sense. Sneak, so it's like difficult for them to do it to me because I'm like hiding in the corner. You can only add one skill to it. Okay. Can sneak be my skill because I have hiding in plain sight? <laughs> no. <laughs> It'll have to be noticed. Okay, 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 okay. So what was my skill we were doing again? So you're going to roll notice and mental. Fuck. And then your D8 from uh, your life of misdeeds. Nine. Okay. Well, I got a seven. Yes. And so James, as he's sort of leaning back against this and kind of people watching the crowd, leaning back against the wall, people watching the crowd, um, as everybody's kind of just milling around, you're taking a drink, um... You look back over your shoulder uh, to the sort of like saloon style doors. Like they're full doors, but they've got like a saloon style uh, design on them. They've got glass windows and you see through it like some quick movement that looks like a fist fight. And then somebody goes down back near the bunks over here. I'm going to like sneakily go over to the doors to see if I can see more and see what's going on because wait first do I notice uh, my good buddy Nate Nat anyone uh Gus nope 
Shepard Cartwright. Oh, Shepard Cartwright. Oh, he's totally walking among all of the people okay. being like, oh, just take a load off. This is no big deal. Come on, let's sing a song, everybody. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, then I just sneakily go over there, see what I can see through the window, see if I notice what's going on. Okay, so this is very easy. So it's a D4 of uh, me setting the setting the stakes. Um but there are two people through there, so there's 2d6. Ooh, okay, so I got a 7 and an opportunity. And uh, we do have... Oh, I should have rolled another d6 for bad guys on high alert. I didn't change my total. Um, but there, uh, there is an opportunity right now. So... Before, what's the stage of this? No, you roll, and then you can choose if you want to activate the opportunity after we see your roll and whatnot. And then it goes around the table if anybody wants to spend a plot point to activate the opportunity if Corey chooses not to. So anyways, um, you trying to sneak, you have to raise the stakes by getting an 8 or higher, because I got a 7. Um, however... No, nothing. Never mind. Disregard that. Um, <laughs> so already forgotten. Should I be <laughs> physical? I'm thinking, and lifetime of misdeeds. Yep. Plus stealth. Uh, plus plus sneak. 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 A sneak a snack. Sneak. Um, well, uh, uh, 13. Oh, yeah, more than enough. And a 13 against my 7 is an extraordinary success. Yes! Hey! So, that means uh, you get a big damn hero die at a d6. Nope, sorry. The highest rolling was actually a d4. You get a big damn hero die at a d4. Vaguely disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. So you sneak up to the window and you look through and you can see on the ground um, a security guard for the El Dorado. And standing above him, uh, a woman in sort of like this dark... Uh, blue sort of heavy clothing and a guy with uh, like a, a vest long hair, he's smoking a cigarette and he's got two six shooters on his belt Eep Goram, damn it Why is it always me? Why business none of my business just walk away jimmy just walk away <laughs> Goram, damn it um okay and then i'll sneak around um back 
towards the crowd and see if I can find like an officer or something. So you don't see any like competent looking security people. You see a couple of people with like, uh, you know, badges and uh, sort of servers kind of walking some drinks around. Uh, but you do see somebody who looks like he might have fought in uh, in the war, holds himself with uh, some confidence. And on the other side, you see someone else, and she looks like she could handle herself in a fight, too. Turns out the three fighty-looking people are all on this side. Okay, yeah, so then I'll sort of mosey up to Daisy, because... I decided to go this way first and um, just be like, hey, um, it seems like we've got some problems over there. Uh, you handle yourself all right? I can handle myself just fine. Thank you very much. What's it to you? As I said, it looks like we've got some... Uh, Things going on over there. I see a security guard down. Uh, maybe keep an eye on those doors. I'm going to see if that guy over there is going to want to handle himself well, too. I'm not. You think we're getting, like, train robbed on a ship? I'm saying it's a possibility. Okay. And now let's just jump back real quick because we forgot to activate the opportunity. Corey, if you'd like to spend one of your plot points, you could step back the antagonistic businessman or you could get rid of bad guys on alert. Um, I do like the idea of getting rid of bad guys on alert. Yeah, so uh, basically, right now. yeah, like they seem pretty confident right now and they figure like, hey, our plan's underway and uh, they are no longer getting a benefit from being on alert. They're getting a little bit uh, uh, bullheaded, cocky. Yeah, cocky's good. Cocky. Arrogant. Cool. Worm. All right, I'll spend it. All right, so you spend one plot point. Okay, and then, sorry, so now you're going to go up to Elijah. Go ahead. You're walking your way through the crowd. People are kind of, like, milling about and a little frustrated. Some start to go up the stairs, and somebody's like, Oh, no, please, please, just stay where you are. We don't want anybody in trouble or in danger. Hey, For free uh, drinks. <laughs> hey, you, uh, you handle yourself all right over there? It seems like you've got yourself a war coat. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose it kind of appears so. Um, seems like there might be some, uh, con business going on on this ship over there. I saw a guard down. Maybe want to keep an eye out. Ah, uh, there's some, uh, Hunden board the ship here then oh you know all right it's one phrase of uh chinese i looked up <laughs> it's fantastic i love the gosa is hitting the fan oh 
All right, well, let's uh, go check her out, I guess. What do you think, Lilo? Um, um, yeah, no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's go check it out. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's go uh, see what we got here. Yeah. Um, hey, Daisy, want to come check it out with us? All right, sounds good. Yay, team! Woo! Sorry, give me one sec. James probably does not yell that. Not even a little bit. He's so begrudging. Your team! Woo, team. I love this team. Just doing some super fun housekeeping. Check it out. Nice. There. Now the assets and complications Yay. are there. Sweet. Also, everybody can edit that if they like. Yay, roll 20 with handouts. Woohoo. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Oh, no. Yay, you're back. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, because you are all when it comes down to it, big damn heroes. Uh, as Elijah, James, and Daisy begin to move off towards the side, Yvonne, Lulu, and Dolly see these three people moving and sort of like get themselves ready for a fight. What do you do? Uh, Dolly turns to Lulu and says, this can't be good. What, what, what do you think's wrong? Well, if what I think is going on, it's going on. I feel like there might be some trouble about to happen down that hallway. Oh my, well, should we go help or should we stay away? I would like to at least take a look at what's going on. So I can choose my side if I need to. Um, and I'll butt in with... So, there was a bit of a computer issue earlier that I think may have been on purpose. Oh, perfect. So we're probably being robbed then. Maybe. Robbed. Um, in any case, I think we're probably safest if we go with those guys. I agree with you. Well, should we tell the others so they can be safe or would that create a panic? We don't want to create a panic. Um, we'll, we'll just... Uh, Everybody into the entertainment hall. Okay, the play so is gonna start real soon. If you want to like stand up on uh, on like one of the desks or a, or a chair and start sort of ushering people in, that would be a uh, that would be a role. Can yeah. I assist with that? Absolutely. I have a super high influence. I will do that. Okay, so let me see. Um, I will set the stakes. The difficulty for this will be challenging just because of the number of people, which will be a D8. We have an antagonist businessman who's going to call out and say, uh, antagonistic businessman, he's going to be like, why are we going to do what you say? I want to get back to the bar. I mean, the free drinks are going in there too. <laughs> And, um, 
I think that's basically it. It's a D8 for the group of people, and then there's a jerk who's uh, not listening very well. The stakes are set at... <laughs> a two with an opportunity. I rolled a one and a two. What? Yeah. Let me double check. Is that a seven? No, it's a one. Cool. Uh, so I will use my social skill. And um, probably my influence would make the most sense. Makes sense. And Jen, how are you helping? Which skill would you like to add? My influence. So my like calm demeanor and being friendly and smiling and helping guiding people through. Nice. And what die size is that? D10. Ooh, wow. And, and yeah, go ahead. Also, still, everything's shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big smile on your face. Super customer service. Yep. So that gives me a total of 3D8 plus Jen's D10. This might be a good uh, time to actually choose a distinction and drop it down to a D4 to earn another plot point. So, like, oh, yeah. you could say everything's shiny and maybe you don't actually have that sort of presence. My, like my smile is real strained. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe it's 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 not sort of a commanding, let's go. It is suspiciously shiny. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. The alarm's still going off. <laughs> yeah, I will do that. So that's nice. 2d8, a d4, and a d10. And you've got to beat it too. I sure hope that works. Wow. Botch, botch, botch. Tyler's playing the drum snare for you. Or the dog snare, that's what I'm going to say. One botch. Or um, complication. We did get a jinx. jinx. Cool. But I also very much beat your two. Yes. Yeah. With your ten, you do get a. Uh, big damn hero die. Um, my two was on a d8, and so you get a big damn hero die at a d8. Nice. Um, and let's um, get you your other plot point. Yeah. Did you already have a big damn hero die at d8, or was that the d4 you got? Yes. I, I have a d8. So I don't think that you get to double up. I think you Darn. just don't get the extra. Um, and so you can choose to spend your plot point for the opportunity first. Um, so right now we have the uh, antagonistic businessman and maintenance issues. So you could spend one plot point to step one of those down if you like. I was also going to say part of my everything's shiny is the lighthearted um, distinction, which I can step back a crew member's complication because I'm just so positive with a pee-pee. Mm, cool. I think that by crew member's um, complication, that would be something like uh, like an injury or, or, okay. uh, or something like that. Um, right now, most of these are external. Okay. Um, yeah, I will just spend that that one directly on the grumpy business businessman. Like, 
No, 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 no. The free drinks are going in there, too. And you see him go, mm, all right. Okay, and then we will... So you spend one, and then I will award you one more, so net zero, for your jinx. And we are going to say that um, at this point, everybody feels the ship suddenly shudder to a stop as the maintenance issues go up to a D10. Okay. And like, there's a moment where everybody panics, but then some of the other sort of crew on the ship say, don't worry, everything is fine. We just have to uh, bring the ship to a stop to uh, continue the maintenance. Please move forward into the entertainment area. That's and... just an old ship. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Update those complications. And all of those people begin to move. As we uh, go back to uh, fight crew, you begin to go back to the door. Um, as you sort of like peer up and look through, you can still see the security guy um, laid out on the ground. Actually, they've dragged him a little bit. And uh, you can just see like boots um, around the corner. But you don't immediately see the two uh, forms that you saw fighting. What do you do? Well, the first rule of fight crew is you don't talk about fight crew. <laughs> and the second rule of fight crew is you don't talk about fight crew. So what do we do? You fight. All right, let's let's go in. I'll, yeah, I'll keep sneaking around and sneaky snakes. Did you tell point. us how many guys there were, or do we like just don't know that? Um, that that's a good thing to how about you ask that right now and then I'd be like telling you <laughs> how, how many how many people did you see back there taking on the security guard uh, I saw two but I don't see them right now um, I'm gonna sneak ahead and then I'll signal you guys up Elijah just gives a nod lets you go ahead yeah okay. so I sneak forward all right, so I'm going to roll um, the stakes for this, which is there are uh, two baddies, and the difficulty is easy. Uh, the stakes are set at 11. So now you must roll your physical sneak and whatever distinction applies. Um, so then that one plus that one would be like, you know, probably be like 14 or something, maybe. 14? Wow. You yes, succeed. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so you sneak up and you look down the hallways and you see to the left, um, all of the doors are open and you see, um, like some... Uh, movement in the one directly across of you, from you as uh, one of these people is stepping back out and like holding a uh, a satchel with like a bunch of valuables stuffed into it and he's just um, they're 
he's just laughing and uh, hasn't quite noticed you yet as you're pulled back against the wall. So do I see, I just see the one guy, I don't, I don't see the other one? You hear uh, sort of movement off uh, in the hallway. It still just seems like it's the two of them? Yeah, just seems like the two of them. Yeah, okay, so then I'll signal back to Elijah and Daisy to, um, and then sort of like um, usher them towards. We're going to sneak up as well. Yeah, can we sneak up across like on the other side of the hallway around the corner, kind of like one on either side? Yeah, for sure. Uh, setting the stakes. <laughs> uh, it's five, and I have an opportunity for you. All right, another uh, sneak roll, I guess. Then. My distinction as slim because I can fit into tight spaces. Sure. I got a nine. Nine beats okay. a five. Yeah, and Elijah got a 15. Woof. Okay, so that is an extraordinary success. So you get a D6 big damn hero die. Nice. And would either of you like to spend a plot point to activate this opportunity? Yeah. I will spend a plot point because I've got like three of them. Okay, and so what would you like to step back? We've got maintenance issues up at D10, and we've got the antagonistic businessman at a D6. I will step back the maintenance issues. Because right. I think yeah. holding on to Philip for a while will be more fun. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically in the background, the mechanics crew of the Eldorado is working on this, and uh, they are making progress. Okay, so you sort of set yourselves up in position. Uh, the uh, people are sort of like moving from cabin to cabin and clearly stealing stuff. What do you do? As uh, he like comes out of that cabin, I would try to get him from behind and knock him out. Okay, so go ahead and attack. Um, so he is a single... Yeah. Single piratey folk. Um, sneaking up like so. It's gonna be like that. I'm gonna say that it is challenging to sneak up um, and knock him out, but there is his trait die of a d6. Nothing else going on right now, so that's what I'm going to roll. Ooh, it's a good roll, too. It's a 13. Ooh, that is a good roll. I don't and like this that. is definitely a high-stakes thing. Because this is the guy with the two six-shooters. Yeah. So, um... Can I use the bottle in my hand? Uh, you can spend a plot point to say, I use this bottle as a weapon... And it becomes a D6. Or you can just say, I swing and hit him with the bottle. It's just you don't get any additional dice for it. Can we help? 
Um, yeah, so basically, um, I would rule that, like, we're in an action order right now. Corey's getting to go first, and then he's going to choose who goes next. If one of you wants to help, then, um... I guess that would give up your turn. That would be your action, kind of help with this one particular role. Um, I should probably help because I know I look fighty, but I'm not very fighty. Awesome. Cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you're going to help with. Could I use like something like trick or would I have to just use like fight? No, yeah, you could use trick to, um, like, say you make a distraction. Like, as the guy is coming out into the hallway, you get his attention right as, like, timed as James is, uh, yeah. Oh. I have a thing! I have a thing! Okay, what's your distraction trick? Because I'm a con artist, so I have the stall, it's called. So when you act as a distraction for another crew member's action, spend one plot point to step up or double the die you lend them. Oh, that's super cool! Okay, so yeah, what's your trick die? My trick die is a d8. Okay, so you could give him a d10 or you could give him two d8s by spending one plot point. Your choice. Um, I don't know. Two is better than one? <laughs> Let's do two and I'll spend a plot point. Nice. Okay, so can you describe how... Uh, Daisy distracts this guy. So once again, just sort of describing this guy and setting the scene, he's sort of sauntering out and kind of laughing. He's not even keeping it down very much. He figures everybody's distracted. Uh, he's got uh, a weapons belt with two six shooters on it and a satchel slung over his shoulder. And you can see sort of hanging out of it um, like a nice scarf. And like there's a ching like jingle of jewelry. Right. Um, I think I will come out from like my little hidey hole. Um, and I'll be like, excuse me, do you know where the bathroom is? All right. And then, uh, so James, now with a bonus of two D8s, uh, you're using your physical and fight. Yeah. You can um, swing a bottle and, at his head. And then also lifetime of misdeeds. Yeah. It's not the first time that you've snuck up and beamed a guy on the back of the head. I need more dice. <laughs> um, so it's only the top two? Yep. You can spend plot points to add more. How much more? Every plot point adds one more die. So you got to beat a 13. What did you get? I got a 9. Okay. So do you have a 5 on another die? No, 5's my highest. I got a 3. <laughs> did you use your big damn hero die? No, but it's oh. only a 4. Oh, it's a d4. I mean, that might still be higher than your three. <laughs> but not high enough. But, oh yeah, and you've only got one plot point. Yeah. 
All right, I fail. <laughs> All right. So you come up, and uh, she distracts him, and you swing the bottle, but the guy hears you, and he ducks back, and it just whoosh, whiffs past him. Uh, who's up next? I guess, Corey, you pass the initiative to um, either one of the baddies or to Elijah. Definitely Elijah. Definitely Elijah. I mean, you could also pass it to any of the other three uh, player characters, and we can have them sort of move the zone and get involved. That's fair. But I feel like if we get this guy, then we got two guns, and we can easily get the other guy. All right. So, to Elijah, what does Elijah do? Well, Elijah sees this uh, big swing and a miss, so she was like, oh crap, and then uh, goes running in and tries to tackle this guy down and grapple him down. Okay, uh, so go ahead, or well, I have to set the stakes. Um, it's a d6 for him, and we're going to make the challenging again with the d8. That's a four with an opportunity. All right, uh, Elijah's got a d12. <laughs> nice. Uh, d12 for fight, that's really high. And then your physical and any distinctions? Yeah, so I'm going to do, uh, yeah, physical is a d10, then fight is d12, and I have grappling as a specialty. So how do those work again? Uh, specialties are always a d6. Okay, so that's like an extra d6 you get? Yep, just another die added in. Okay, that's awesome. And then, yeah, veteran of the unification war, but I'm going to roll a d4 because it's like uh, always ready to get stuck in kind of thing and get a plot point. Sounds good. So, like, maybe you're using a little bit of excessive force than what is necessary here? Yeah, or always taking on a fight no matter... Oh, okay, okay. Getting in and maybe like putting yeah. yourself in danger more than you need to. Cool. I like it. All right. So, uh, yeah, 14 and no uh, no complications. Okay. So that's a big damn hero die for a D6 because it was my D8 that rolled a 1. Um. So you hit him. Uh, how do you hit him and take him out? Because he's out of the fight. Okay, well, uh, I guess Elijah's going to come ripping around the corner after this uh, failed distraction and tackle him to the ground. It's going to send his satchel flying around and then just do one quick punch knockout. And then he's going to go for the weapons. He's going to take one and he's going to offer one to both Daisy and Jay and see who takes it. Nice. Okay, yeah. You slam into him and then Boof! One punch to the face and the guy is out. You're pulling out the weapons as the other pirate lady is stepping out and uh, she begins to draw her weapon. Um, you still have the opportunity. Would you like to spend a plot point to um, step back something? Yeah, I'll spend the plot point I just learned to step back maintenance issues. Okay, so we drop that down to a D6. And who do you pass initiative to? I'll uh, pass it on to one of the other uh, crew, I guess. Let them uh, have a go. So we'll say the uh, the new shepherd, maybe. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Jen, you've seen a couple of people moving in that direction uh, with intent. And so you can basically 
move over and get there and see everything. And that's kind of, I'm assuming, your turn. Moving a zone. Yeah. No, I'm going to follow Dolly. So we could just, like, pop, pop, pop through uh, Dolly, Yvonne, and Lulu's initiatives as all of you move into uh, sort of the crew areas and see this all happening. Um, and so the scene is... Uh, Daisy and James were shouting and then Elijah tackled a guy and now they're handing weapons up and then this woman uh, in sort of like a heavy coat with um, with a satchel overloaded with loot steps out and draws a weapon and uh, she fires at Elijah. Damn! So, uh, Elijah, if you want to make me some sort of defense type role. Okay, well, that'll definitely be physical. And then, uh, I don't know what you do for defense. For skills. Survive. Move, survive, fight. Yeah, fight, I guess, sure. Yeah, I'll use fight. Let's see. Fight is attack with your weapons or fists in close combat. Um, move is run, sprint, jump, climb trees. Shoot is weapons you point and shoot. Survive is endure less than ideal conditions. <laughs> yeah, I'd say That's if you're it. trying to like uh, dodge out of the way, you might roll a move. Um... If you're trying to, like, put down cover fire for yourself as you back away, you could be rolling shoot. Yeah, I think since Elijah just got the pistol, he'd probably fire off a few shots or something wildly. Okay. And then, yeah, so I'll use uh, physical uh, shoot and then veteran of the unification war. I guess, or maybe I'll use, like, uh, he has bounty hunter, so I'll use bounty hunter because... It's kind of a situation he's found himself in where he's standing over a quarry and then somebody else pops along. Okay. Oh, I have uh, pistols, so as a focus, I guess. So that's the D6, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so go ahead and roll to set the stakes. So one, one, uh, complication but i yeah i rode really good on the d12 so 19 19 19 19. woof okay i can't beat it i got really good though i nearly rolled max and got a 13 so um you you get the complication so i'm gonna hand you over a plot point And um, she, like, steps out and then goes to fire, starts shooting. Uh, You're firing back, and she kind of ducks into cover. And then you look down, and uh, you've got... um, uh, Let's see. You were sort of crouched down. So I'm going to say you've got... uh, hmm, Leg wound. Oh, no. Leg wound at a D6 for that plot point. So then everyone who's fighting Elijah gets that D6 against him then, right? Exactly right. 
But that is also something that Lulu can, or not Lulu, um, Yvonne can deal with. With that everything shiny, she could just look at it and say, that's nothing but a mosquito bite. And then suddenly it disappears. Or you might have a medic. Get over it. Okay, and then so it's um, this person's turn, and I'm not certain if she can hand the initiative to herself again, but you can do it in Star Trek, so I'm going to do it here. And she's going to hand it to herself so that she gets a turn before you all dogpile her. And, uh, yeah, she'll shoot at Elijah again. So, um, um, as she's put one shot into your leg, um, she's going to fire again. And so you set the stakes, and then this time she gets her D6 trait die, her D8, um, just for being, actually, she'd only have a D6 this time. And then a D6 from uh, your leg wound. So, uh, yeah, Elijah's going to kind of roll the same kind of roll. You're going to keep firing at her? Yeah, we're just going to be in a bit of a shootout. And then uh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'll... Yeah, I got a lot of dice. I don't need to add in the... Actually, I got a bunch of those hero dice. But those ones you roll after the fact. Oh, yeah, okay. So you can see what your role is and choose if you want to use them. Yeah. So I got a 14 with no complications. A 14 with no complications. Cool. Um, So she's going to roll her 3d6 against that. Oh, the best she can get is a 12. So she does not raise the stakes and her bullets go wide. Um, we'll pass that initiative to, um, let's say James, you were starting this whole fight. Let's see what he does as he sees Elijah go down and a bunch of bullets are flying. So, um, I assume Elijah would have dropped the second gun that he was trying to hand over. Yep. Um, I would lunge for it and attempt to shoot at the lady. And you both reach for the gun. And exactly what you were doing. Thank you, Jed. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so you can just like pick up the gun and that allows you to start using your shoot as a skill. Or you can... Um, spend the plot point and say, I now have a six shooter, and that'll also add a D6 to your rolls. Nah, let's do the second. Wait, so I don't get to shoot this one, or I have to pick up and then shoot? Oh, so you do get to shoot it, but it doesn't add anything mechanically to you, except for the fact that now you get to use shoot instead of fight. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's that's what I was going for, exactly. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm not Sweet. spending the point. All right, so I'm going to set the stakes. She's a D6, um, and she's got her gun. Um, she's not shooting against Elijah, who was wounded, so does she have anything else she can use? An antagonistic businessman steps in and gets in. No. <laughs> oh, but I got boxcars, so it is a 12.
So I got a nine again. I don't know why this keeps happening. <laughs> okay, I guess I miss. <laughs> I don't want to spend my big hero yet. Oh, I keep forgetting that this is a high stakes, and so if you lose, you get taken out. Is that what that happens? Can you get taken out when you're defending? Attacking? Attacking? Can you get taken out while you're attacking? No. No. I don't know. I'm not super clear on this, where it's like, okay, do, is it like an exchange where um, the person who loses is taken out, or is it just if the attacker wins, they take out somebody. I, I'm going to treat it as the attacker wins, take somebody out. But anyways, so yeah, you um, you shoot and you're not able to uh, to get her. She's got a little bit of cover behind the door. Ooh, that's, a, that's definitely a thing I should have added. Um, and so you can pass initiative oh, to somebody else. Yeah, totally passing it to Daisy. What does Daisy do? Run away. Oh, you <laughs> Good. Um, well, I don't think that'll. I don't think a smoke bomb's going to help us right now, is it? Is a smoke bomb going to help us? It'll make all the Maybe. shooting more difficult. Cool. I set off a smoke bomb. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what is the distinction, or what does the signature asset say? Um, it says, so it's my trick deck, and it says, uh, cards to crumple up and turn into smoke bombs for a quick getaway. I like it. So I'd say if you spend a plot point, you can throw out an asset of smoke in the hallway of D6, and it'll make it hard for any, uh, any gunfighting through there. Can I warn my comrades that I'm going to do it? Maybe, maybe get Elijah out of the way of fire since he's wounded. Yeah. Fire bomb. in the hole. <laughs> okay, so you want to do that? Yeah. So I'll just say, okay, guys, let's back it up. I got, I got a little trick up my sleeve, and I'm going to kind of grab Elijah's arm and start pulling him back. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh. And then, and the, yeah, just like you, you throw my card. <laughs> that's perfect, and it explodes. And uh, there's there's smoke in the hallway, and that's spending a plot point is not an action. So you're still able to drag Elijah away, and he's leaving a little bit of blood on the floor. All right, uh, you can pass the initiative to uh, Dolly, Yvonne, or Lulu. I'm gonna pass the initiative to Dolly. Okay. Um, she kind of, after seeing all this, she uh, unzips her overalls a little bit and pulls out a bag pistol from the bag. He reaches, <laughs> comes in and finds some cover around the corner. And says, what are we looking at? How many are down there? Tries to take a look um, and uh, try and fire a few rounds trying to hit whoever's down that hallway. Okay. Um, so, I'll set the stakes. We got a D6 for the pirate. We got a D6 for the difficulty. We've got another D6 for the smoke now. 
That's a seven and an opportunity. Perfect. Wrong ones. Yeah, so I'm going to use my physical at a D10, my shoot at a D10, and my veteran of the unification war at a D8. So that is an eight, and no complications. So you succeed. Uh, how do you take her out? Um, I kind of, you know, fire a couple of test shots down, waiting for her to duck around the corner, and then I just kind of wait for that proper wisp of smoke to get out of the way, and then launch one right down, get her right in the shoulder. She goes ah, and she and you hear her hit the ground, and the and her gun sort of like clatters out into the hallway. Perfect. All right, we're out of action order as everybody is uh, taken out. The guy who had the original two six shooters um, is out cold, and then the other woman, once you go and take a look at her, is is holding her arm and kind of staring up at you. I uh, keep my pistol trained on her and go over and just stand between her and her gun. Now, what the garam hell do you think you are doing? She spits out a, a like a curse in Mandarin. James uh, will come up behind Yvonne and be like, "Nice shooting! Thanks for that assist, Dolly." Dolly, sorry. I, yeah, Yvonne yeah, is like, "Am I the ranking officer here? Do I have to arrest her?" <laughs> uh, the captain. Obviously. What do I do? After she curses at me, Dolly definitely like kicks her in the stomach. Not oh. super hard, but like. Enough that it's uncomfortable. I did not want to draw this much attention to myself. Shepard, are you going to step in with this uh, police brutality? Uh, no, I'm going to look shook. <laughs> Vaughn and Lulu just like, ah. uh, Yeah, I, I guess. Well, you're the being detained by my authority as a crew member of the El Dorado I guess real forceful over there love yeah, it's fine alright I've got I've got um, I've got some swears in Mandarin from the back of the book so she <laughs> says which means Filthy fornicators of livestock. Whoa! Yeah, I think How that did stick you in the stomach was deserved. <laughs> okay, so let's take a quick break here um, before you start like checking stuff out. Uh, so go grab drinks and go to the washroom and whatnot. Uh, let's say be back at ten o'clock. Nine minutes. Nice round number. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. We do a different one-shot every month, and I hope you check out our next one. Please rate and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. I did make a cool thing, so on Roll20, if you want to look in the bottom left, do you see a little button that says Cortex Dice Pool? No, people don't see that? No, I just see the cards. 
Okay, so then what you want to do is you want to go to the uh, three bars in the top right, just to the left of the uh, of the cog, and then go to macros and click show macro quick bar. So can you see it now? Okay, so click that. Not bad. All right, Jen found it, and it works. Yeah, we got it here. Wunderbar. I made that. Wow. Yeah, so it'll ask you for zero to six dice in all die sizes, and then you roll it, and it automatically keeps the top two for you. Wow, D20 is the best. Not only can you run all these games, you can even write your own things if you need them. Do you mean roll 20? What did I say? D20. Roll 20! (laughs) Oh, I just lost our sponsorship. It's only a D6. I said the C word and Alexa woke up. Not that C word. <laughs> <laughs> the one that is pewter. The, the, the Star Trek one. Oh, yeah. Pewter. Going Lego Batman, though. Um, okay. 